Thanks for joining us for the Sermon of the Week. You can find out more information about Legacy Church online at LegacyFamily.tv. Hallelujah. We're in the middle of a series called Focus. Y'all remember what we talked about last Sunday? Anybody? Somebody? Nobody. See there? That's why I can preach the same thing over and over because you don't, you don't, you don't get it. No, I'm just kidding. You know, you got to hear something five times before you get it. Did you know that? We're talking about focusing on the Spirit of God today, the Holy Spirit. How many of you know the Holy Spirit gets a bad rap? You go to some Pentecostal churches and they just freak you out what they're doing in the name of the Holy Spirit. It gets a, a friend of mine calls it spooky pooky stuff. Well, you don't have to be spooky pooky. Look at Jesus. You know, Jesus did some great and mighty things, great and mighty miracles, and he did it by the Spirit of God. So everybody got sermon notes? We're going to dig in. Father, we thank you for the Holy Spirit. We thank you, as I said, Father, that you sent Jesus, and Jesus has sent us the Holy Spirit. We thank you for all of it. We just honor you and praise you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. So let's dig into number one. Who is the Holy Spirit? And I said, who? Who? He's a he. He. He's the third part of God. There's God the Father, Jesus his Son, and the Holy Spirit. Let me let you in on a little secret. You know, the kids, they get taught that Jesus comes into your heart. Well, technically, we're adults, and we can understand it. Jesus is not in your heart. Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father. If this is God's throne, here's the mercy seat right here where Jesus is sitting at the right hand of the Father. But Jesus sent the Holy Spirit to indwell you as a believer. So you have the Holy Spirit on the inside of you. And we're going to show you that. And uh, we're going to talk about some things. But the Holy Spirit, our Holy Ghost. How many of you ever heard him called the Holy Ghost? Ghost is just an old English word. It's, New King, it's King James for spirit. So the Holy Spirit is the third member of the Trinity, the triune God. He's the manifest. He's manifested as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. How many know you're three parts? You look in the mirror, you combed your hair, or maybe you didn't like me, and my bangs are still there, but, you know, I can do that. That's back in the day. But I, you know, I look at my body, but I have a solical man, my mind. You know, I can remember the first bicycle I had. Not the first one I learned how to ride on. I used to have to, it was so big, I had to get up on a step and throw my leg over it and pedal. But I remember my first bicycle was a little green spider bike. And it had a banana seat, had a slick tire on the back. And I wore that thing out. But that's in my soul. My mind. Two plus two is four. That's your mind. Okay, what do you got to do tomorrow at work? You're thinking about that in your mind. But you know what? You have a spirit that God created every man. When God breathed into man, Adam, he made him a speaking spirit. You might can teach a parakeet to speak, but he's only mocking you. He doesn't come up with that's the cartoons and, 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 and just junk when, they, you know, an animal can talk. Huh? But we can talk, create. We're create we have creative ability. That God gave us. Amen. We're like him. Our spirit. So let's, let's keep going. And every book of the Bible is referenced to the Holy Spirit. Did you know that? Genesis 1. God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void. Darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God hovered upon the waters. Vibrating, waiting like, go ahead, God, say something. Say something. Let me create it for you. Go ahead, Father, say something. Let there be light. 
Holy Spirit created light. Do you know the Holy Spirit on the inside of you is waiting on you to start agreeing with God and saying some things? That's, how, that's why when you pray, the Holy Spirit's moved. How about angels are moved too? When you pray the word of God. Okay, just, just, a, little, just a little side note. So let's go to underneath number one, I got A, B, and C, A. Let's teach you a little bit. Old Testament, in the Old Testament, it rested upon, the Holy Spirit rested upon, he rested upon the prophet, the priest, and the king. If you notice in the Old Testament, the people that did exploits were prophets, priests, and kings. David killed Goliath. He was just a punk teenager, but he was already anointed king, anointed king. And notice the Holy Spirit rested upon, did not live on the inside. David had a psalm that he sang, oh, the day when the Spirit of God would live on the inside of me and wash me of my sins. Huh? He longed for the day that God would be with him always because he would be on him. He would come off of him. How about Samson? Samson did exploits when the Spirit of God came on him. He picked up the gates of the city. It wasn't a door. It gates. We're talking huge gates. He picked them up. How many of you ever tried to catch a fox? Samson caught a fox. You can't do that. Foxes are quick. But the Spirit of God came on him. And he did exploits. Everything in the Old Testament, guess what? We, have, we can do those exploits. We have the same Holy Spirit. So this is where we're, I want you to learn to acknowledge the Holy Spirit. Talk to him. He needs to be your best friend. He's with you. And so he rested upon the prophets, priests, and kings. Well, you say, what's that got to do with me? So let's go to Revelation. I'm glad you asked. Revelations 5.10. And he made us kings and priests to our God, and we shall reign on the earth. Well, I don't feel like I'm reigning, Pastor Brett. Well, you know what? You need to ask the Holy Spirit to help you reign. Because you're a prophet and you're a priest, and guess what? You are a royal priesthood. Peter said, a holy nation, a royal priesthood. Remember, your identity is royalty. So you can have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of you. Matter of fact, if you're a child of God, the Holy Spirit lives on the inside of you. Give somebody a high five and say, hey, I got God on the inside of me. Settle down, settle down. Y'all getting too excited. B, let's go to B. Look at B. Jesus started his ministry after the Holy Spirit's anointing. Now, there are some books out there, and there are some people tell you that Jesus as a child, he made a bird out of clay, and he breathed on it, and it became alive and flew off. Nah, it's not in there. Those, those books were rejected. If you'll read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, Jesus went, obeyed the Father, went and was baptized, by John the Baptist, and, and as well, we'll just read it. Let's look at the scripture. In John 1, 32, and John the Baptist bore witness, saying, I saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove. The Holy Spirit came down like a dove. It was not a bird, but it came down upon Jesus. And look what it says. And he, the Holy Spirit, remained on Jesus. Remained on Jesus. Jesus is the Old Testament to the New Testament, his last Old Testament prophet, but the Holy Spirit stayed with Jesus because he was perfect. How about that? But he didn't operate out of perfection. He operated out as the Son of God, but he operated as a man, and he's our example. 
and he never missed it. He's perfect doctrine. And so as you look at Jesus in Mark 1, 8, let's look at it. And he says, John, again, the, the Baptist said, I indeed baptize you with water, but he, Jesus, will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. So we need the Holy Spirit. We need to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. We need to acknowledge the Holy Spirit. And you, it's, it's not a weird thing. It needs to be a natural thing. Amen? Call upon him. Ask him. And he answers. So, so Jesus was baptized. Immediately the Holy Spirit came on him. How many you know Jesus went out and was tempted? How about the Holy Spirit led him out to be tempted? And we get all bent out of shape when we get tempted. And Jesus said, come on, devil. And he kicked his teeth in, didn't he? Then he started his ministry. He calls his disciples. Do you know after he calls his disciples, you know what the first miracle was? He cast out a devil. And why in the world you don't talk about the devil, Pastor Brett? The Barna Group, they do surveys. They do church surveys. And 10 years ago, they did a survey about the devil, and they asked, do you believe that there is a literal devil? 40% strongly disagreed and said, no, it's just a, a symbol of evil. And 20% on top of that said, oh, we think it's just a symbol of evil. So that's 60% that don't believe in the devil. Guess what? The devil believes in you. And the devil is a, is, is a fallen angel. And you need to learn to address him and tell him to get out. Get out of your house. Get off your finances. Get off your body. And so, so they asked the same people about the Holy Spirit. And they didn't believe the Holy Spirit was real. They said it's a symbol of the goodness of God. It's a symbol uh, of God. No, the Holy Spirit's a person. The Holy Spirit is a person. And he acts on God's behalf in the earth. Where do you live in? I guess you don't know. You're on earth. You're on planet earth. I'm just trying to help you a little bit. So the Holy Spirit's here. How about he's on the moon too? How about he's everywhere? He goes where you go. You go into a bar, he's going with you to do good. Or if you're going to do bad, he's going to be with you like, don't do that. Don't do that. You ever had him tell you, don't do that? Don't go there? Don't do that? Yeah. Don't say that. Huh? <laughs> what? Well, somebody says, just let me slap them real quick. Nobody will know but me and the Holy Spirit. And he goes, nope, we're not in the slapping business. And so, so as, we look, as we look at the word, as we go further, there's all kinds of scriptures that we have here. C, let's go to C real quick. The Holy Spirit's real. The devil's real. But guess what? The devil's not fighting the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, he's whipped the devil. But the devil still has authority. He's running around trying to, you know who's, where he gets his authority? From you. Remember I did my dance, case of rah, rah, whatever will be. If I don't take a stand, that gives the devil. And then I flipped over the chair right here. That was two Sunday. You missed it. I rolled out here on the floor and I said, you know what? And then people get, oh God, why'd you do that? No, you let the devil in. He's going to throw you down. If, if you, you, listen, as you play sports, there's good defenses, but the best defense cannot stop the best offense. You need to be playing offense. But you know what we do? We watch the news, see what's happening. Now we want to pray against it. 
when we ought to be declaring what God said over America, declaring what God said over you. We need to be aggressive with the Spirit of God, with God on the inside of us, instead of just waiting and see what's going to happen. You're reacting. You need to be proactive. You need to go after the devil. Where's he at? Kick his teeth in like Jesus did. The Holy Spirit led Jesus in the wilderness to kick the devil's teeth out. Don't think about it like that. Well, he was tempted. I know I've been tempted, and it's just terrible. It's because we don't know who we are, what we have. You have the power of God on the inside of you, believer. So, see, the New Testament, the Holy Spirit indwells every believer. When you get saved, the Holy Spirit came on the inside of you. Again, back to the kids, we ask them to ask Jesus to come into your heart. It's technically the Holy Spirit that comes on the inside of you. Jesus, Jesus baptizes you or brings the Holy Spirit and puts, you, puts it on the inside of you. And you need to start taking time talking to him and listening to him. Let him be real. That's what I challenged the youth. I said, let the Spirit of God be real to you this weekend. How about you? Can you let the Spirit of God be real to you? How about just you and you, you separate yourself driving down the road, you're driving by yourself. How about talking to the Holy Spirit? How about turning off a tear in your beer or whatever, you know, singing a highway to hell on the radio and talk to the Holy Spirit? Okay, I ain't calling nobody's name. I, I don't know what you listen to, but we ought to be listening for him. But it takes time to hear him. But once you get to hearing the voice of the Holy Spirit, you recognize, hey, that's the Holy Spirit talking to me. And I know most of you think that you've argued with yourself. You argue, well, I had this idea, and I'm not that. I don't know if I can do that. How about the Holy Spirit may have told you to do that? Because I've argued with him. He wanted me to move one time. Talk to me about moving. I'm like, man, I don't know people here. I'm not moving here. That was back when I was 18 years old. He was setting me up to make the next step in my life. And then those few years, three years, and three years I was married and I moved to that city. But I was arguing with him because I'm watching traffic go by and where I come from, you know, the, you, you can't watch the traffic go by because the dust gets in your eyes. It's all dirt roads and, uh, you know, like I say, we live so far back in the woods, a June bug showed up in September. And I'm watching the traffic go by, and, and, and I had this question was on the answer. What do you think about living here? I'm like, no, I don't know anybody where I'm from. Everybody knows me, and I know everybody. Why would I move here where I don't know anybody? And I'm arguing back and forth, but it's the Holy Spirit preparing me, getting me to think out of the box. Anybody, you, you got to think out of the box if you're going to follow God. He's going to lead you to places you haven't thought about going. Doing something maybe you hadn't thought about doing. Well, I can't lead a life group, Pastor Brett. Yeah, you can. Doesn't mean you don't have to be a Bible scholar. Be a friend. I try, I'm making it easy for you. But the, So let's look through these scriptures real quick. John 4, 13. Jesus answered and said to her, whoever drinks of this water will never, will, will thirst again. Now, this is Jesus talking to the woman at the well. You ever heard the Samaritan woman story? And, and he sends the disciples into town to get something to eat, and this woman comes, and he's sitting on the well. 
sitting on the edge of the well. Here she comes with her buckets, and, and he strikes up a conversation with her. And she can tell, you know, uh, can people look at you and tell you're from, from Withville? She could look at Jesus and tell that he was a Jew. And she goes, what are you doing talking to me? I'm an outcast. Why would you want to talk to me? And Jesus starts talking to her. And he talks to her about water. And he talks to her about the Spirit of God being a well of water on the inside of her. And he said, the water that I have to drink, you'll never thirst again. And he's talking about salvation. He's talking about the Spirit of God being on the inside of this woman. And he told her all about her past life. And she ran to town and said, come meet the prophet. I've just met a prophet. Met the Messiah. So salvation is you have the Holy Spirit in you, and he used it like a well. You ever look down in the well and went, hey. We, I live where there was sand. You could dig with a shovel and go down 40 feet and have four foot of water. Sand's like a filter. You talk about good, cold water. But Jesus said salvation's like a well. The Holy Spirit's in you like a well of water. Guess what? It gets so low and high. How about you, you fill it up? Well, get, how, how, how deep's your well? How much water you got in your well? The Holy Spirit's wanting to fill you up. In Ezekiel 36, 27, let's look what it says. And I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and you will keep my judgments and do them. You know, when you get saved, you just have a knowing of what's right and wrong. Matter of fact, mama should have, daddy should have taught, taught you right from wrong. But how many of you know, some of us are knuckleheads and we do wrong when we know what's right. Well, the Holy Spirit is sent to, to help guide you and teach you God's statutes. I was reading the Bible one time, and I'm like, I knew that already. How did I know that? You know, you'll find things, and you'll know because the Holy Spirit will teach you, and the Holy Spirit will guide you, and he will impart the statutes and the judgments of God. So he said, I'll put my spirit in you. Old Testament, he wasn't in them. Ezekiel's in the Old Testament for all the Bible scholars. Just letting y'all know. I said, all right, okay. Y'all not getting it. Ephesians 3. 16 and 17, Paul had a prayer right here, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might through his spirit, where? In the inner man. Notice I hit right here. The, the Old Testament says the belly of a man's a candle of the Lord. The light. Got a flashlight? I see, if it was dark in here, I'd take a flashlight and I'm looking for the aisle. And I shine that light. Oh, here it is. And I'm walking down because I've done that in here before. Because I don't, you know, but I have walked through here in the dark and tripped over chairs and my shins bruised. But the, the, the candle of the Lord, the Holy Spirit is the light of the Lord and he'll guide you from right here. You ever heard somebody say, I kind of had a gut feeling that was going to happen. That's the Holy Spirit. Women say, I had kind of had an intuition. We had uh, Jesse DePlantis' wife at our church, and she was talking about Jesse's mother, and she told us a story that was just flat-out phenomenal. The boys were stair steps like six, uh, seven, six, and five, and she's washing dishes, and she's just she's praying, and she's washing dishes, just talking to the Holy Spirit, and they lived on the levee of the Mississippi, and the Mississippi is like almost a mile wide and uh, down through New Orleans, and she said, boys, get in the truck now. And they're like, what's wrong with mama? And so they all get in the truck, and she's driving down an old Chevy and, and, and just driving down the levee, and they said, they're bouncing in that truck because she's going, and she goes, where, Lord, where, Lord, where, Lord? And like, mama has lost her mind. 
And she comes sliding to a stop, and she runs down to the levee, and there's a 16-year-old girl that's pregnant, fixing to jump into the river to drown herself. And the Holy Spirit sent Jesse's mother to save that girl. About 15 years ago, Jesse was in Houston, and a lady come up with three boys, and her husband said, you don't know me, but your mother saved my mother, and I'm here today. That's the work of the Holy Spirit. But are we listening? Would we have the nerve to get on and look for somebody? Would we be that bold? Jesus was. Jesus was walking one day, and he's walking with the crowd, and everybody's walking down the road, and he just turns, and he goes to the pool of Bethesda. And there's all kinds of sick people there. But there was one man that the Holy Spirit sent Jesus to, one person. If you're ever driving down the road, if you're ever talking to God, God will put a person on your heart. You need to be praying for them. You need to, be call, you need to call them. You need to go see them. See, that, that's being led by the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God wants to speak to every one of us all the time. Sometimes we're not full. Our well's full of... I'm going to go date myself, gun smoke or whatever you're watching on TV. Your well's full of other stuff. Hmm? You know, my voice is amplified. Talk, we'll talk about the Holy Spirit amplifying his voice. You know, Jesus knew how to amplify his voice and why he got in a boat, because your voice carries over the water. But hear me, the Holy Spirit led him to do that. But the Holy Spirit would be amplified on the inside of you. When you spend time with him, when you start talking to the Father, and you ask Jesus for help, and the Holy Spirit will stir on the inside of you. Let me, before we go further, let me tell you, you don't worship the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, don't worship. You worship the Father. And he said, you recognize the Holy Spirit. And he always points to Jesus, and he always points to the Father. The Holy Spirit don't point to himself, but he's the one stirring up. Come on, let's worship Jesus. Come on, let's worship the Father. Come on, let me take you. Let's go down by the river. Let's go over here. Let's go pray for somebody. Let's just stand and pray over everybody that walks into the, into the church today. Hmm? When we want to be led, we want to be stirred, and so let's let the Holy Spirit. And so we're in, we went to Ephesians. And the last verse said that, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith and that you be rooted and grounded in love. Listen, how do you know it's the Holy Spirit? How do you know? Because it's going to be love. It's going to be peace. It's going to be joy. You know, you go over and slap that person, take his money. That's not the Holy Spirit. You say, you say, you know, I used to think it was crazy that the Bible said, uh, and when somebody prophesies, if they say that, that Jesus is not the Son of God, that's not the Spirit of God. And I went, duh. But how do you know you see that now? That there is no God. Or if there is a God, he has no Son. Man, that's not God. That's not the Spirit of God on that, okay? So the Holy Spirit will help you. He'll guide you. He'll lead you. So 2 Corinthians 6, 16. And what agreement has the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God. For God has said, I will dwell in them and walk among them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Everybody say, God's on the inside of me. Look at all that. So let me say this. I'm going to pick on Miss June. Miss June, I'm coming to your house today. Yeah. But would you pick up, or probably you, you and Gary's mess, would you pick up Gary's mess if he had it out there because the pastor's coming to your house? Maybe, yeah. 
You know, if you was coming to my house, my wife would have me on the vacuum and the suite. You know, we got to clean this up. Get those toys up because we got grandkid toys everywhere. And you don't want to walk barefooted through my house. I don't have to worry about somebody robbing anything because, I mean, I'd hear them. But how are you treating the Holy Spirit on the inside of you? Huh? How do you recognize him? Do you honor him? Do you clean up for him? You're the house of God. You're the temple of God. Watch what you listen to. Watch what you say. Watch what you want. Honor him. Recognize him. Give him first place. Well, life goes so much better. You know, we heard a sermon about rushing. I've rushed and missed the Holy Spirit. Ugh. They haunt me too. Things that I should have done, could have done. It haunts me that I, I should have just listened. I should have just chilled out just for a minute and just waited on the Holy Spirit and he would open a better door. Huh? And so if we have his leading, we, we, he'll make you shine. I've told a story before. They called me in a, at 10 o'clock, and I had to preach the next day. It was on Saturday night. Man, the technician's been out there all day, and he can't find the problem. So I start praying, Lord, Holy Spirit, you know what the problem is. You know what the problem is. And I walked to that job, and I said, well, here's an antenna. There's the three antennas right there. He goes, yeah, but this one's intermittent. And I walk up and slap the coax on the antenna, and it falls out. Somebody broke it and just stuck it up in there, and it worked halfway time and half time. I said, there it is. I'll see you later. And turned and walked off. He was so embarrassed. But the Spirit of God just was on me, and he helped me. He wants to help you too. Ask him. Talk to him. Respond to him. Romans 8, 11 and 15 and 17. Look what it says. But if the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, Power dwells in you. He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. Wow. We don't recognize that. You know why? Because we walk in our own strength. Well, I don't feel good today. I don't think I'm going in. Well, I'm a, I, don't, I'm not, I don't understand that, so I don't think I can do that job. I'm not going to even apply for that job because I don't think I can do it. Well, wait a minute. You got the Holy Spirit. He's your helper. And we'll get into that in just a little bit more. But look at look in verse, look in verse the next ones. Where was we at? 15 and 17. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage to be a slave again to fear. But you've received the spirit, that's the Holy Spirit, capital S, of adoption where we cry, Abba Father. Knowing who we are. Remember the last Sunday, Jeff taught identity. God's my father. I don't know about you, but God is my father. And Jesus is my savior, but he's my brother. And he's my champion. My little brother, he called me one day, or we at school, he goes, man, that boy wants to beat me up. I said, no, that ain't going to happen, because I'm the big brother. And I met the boy, and we had our little conversation. Because I'm the big brother. Jesus is my big brother. And he's my champion. He's my help. He's my strength. And Jesus sent the Holy Spirit to help me. So we cry, Abba, Father. Look in verse 16. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit 
Notice the Spirit, capital S, the Holy Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit, the small, that's us, our spirit, that we are the children of God. Say, I'm a child of God. Come on, say it where the devil can hear you. He's a little deaf. I, say, I'm a child of God. Look at verse 17. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, joint heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. You know, we're heirs. We're in the family. What rightfully belongs to Jesus belongs to you. As he is, so are we. And if what's happening in your life is not lining up, it's time to take a stand. Amen? Okay. Then let's go to number two. I know I'm rolling through this. There's a lot of information, but I'm laying the groundwork for you to help you take a stand, to help you recognize. So what does he bring to you? Help to live for God. How many people, you know how many people have told me, well, I'd give my life to Jesus, but I don't be a hypocrite because I, I don't know if I can live for God. Well, I can't live for God without the Holy Spirit help. And my wife would tell you, I can be the biggest jerk in the world sometimes because when I'm not in the Spirit, I'm in the flesh. I throw hissy fits. Huh? Don't look at me like you don't. I've seen y'all stomp the floor and look at your kids and you're ready, you know, they're in the flesh and you're going after them now. They done pulled you down. But, but see, we have to maintain our love walk. We have to maintain the Spirit of God on the inside of us. And just because we stumble and miss it doesn't mean it's over. The only perfect one was Jesus. Everybody else was a hypocrite too. Heaven's full of them. Get that off the plate. It's not about how you missed it. It's how you have won because of Jesus. You're more than a conqueror because of him. It's his grace extended to you. This is the grace of God. And so let's look at the scripture. I'm, I'm excited about this. In John 14, John 14, 15, 16 is telling about what, these are the last words that Jesus spoke to his disciples. Pretty important stuff. We're talking about you know what? Tonight I'm going to be arrested and put on the cross. But he told him a whole lot more. And this he said, I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. Forever. When you go to heaven, guess who's going to abide with you forever? The Holy Spirit. Well, I don't think I'm going to need it. Well, yeah, you will. Because we're going from glory to glory. You're not going to be sitting in heaven playing the harp. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh -uh. We got stuff to do. You're going to be like Jesus. Let's take a commercial break. How many of you know what hallelujah means? It means glory to God. It's a universal word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. However you want to say it. Y'all with me? So let me help you out. You ever heard Yahoo? Huh? Yeehaw, cowboy. You know they're celebrating? Yeehaw. Huh? Louisiana is, hey, backwards, Louisiana for you. And wahoo, wahoo, I, my, my, my youngest grandson, I don't know where he got it, but I don't know who says that, wahoo, but that's what he says. Hallelujah is praise to God. We sing, I don't know how many times we sang hallelujah this morning, but you need to just give God a hallelujah, right? Cause so let's give him a hallelujah. Hallelujah. Anybody die? Okay, anybody need help? They fall over? It doesn't, you know what? You're not going to die praising God. And if you do, you're going to step right on into glory. 
So you need to practice praising. Remember I said, how do you, how do you host the Holy Spirit? You need to practice. You need to practice praising. You need to practice, you know, one of the youth that prayed is like, okay, I want to pray, but help me get started. Help me. Do you know the Holy Spirit will help you get started? He's not going to say, well, you don't know how to do it, so just forget it. No. And how many of you that drive, how many of you have ever messed up driving? You, uh, I'm not going to drive anymore. I've, I've had a wreck. or I've run off in the ditch. No. You get somebody to pull you out and you keep going. You're going to trip and fall praying and stumbling and bumbling. You just ask the Holy Spirit, help me get out of this and help me teach me how to pray. Humble yourself. Okay, okay, I'm sorry. John 14, 26. I'm just bouncing through this. You need to read the whole chapter. But the helper, everybody say helper. The Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I have said to you. And I didn't pull up the other scripture. I, I, had to, I cut back four days of scriptures on, for this sermon, okay? Do you know the Holy Spirit will show you things to come? How many of y'all claim that? Holy Spirit, you're going to show me things to come today. When you're driving down the road, you're going to show me where some, somebody else ain't paying attention so I can get out of the way. Holy Spirit, you're my helper. Help me. Help me, Holy Spirit. Help me. I ask for help every Sunday morning. I ask for help every Monday morning. I ask for help every Tuesday morning. Help me, Holy Spirit. Hey, you know, this ought to be in your mouth too. I resist the devil and I submit to God. I'm submitting to the Holy Spirit today and I'm resisting the devil. Come on, submit to the Holy Spirit. And look, and he will teach you all things and he will bring remembrance. Listen, I'm teaching you this morning, but it's the Holy Spirit that's speaking to your heart. I, I'm just the mouthpiece right now. Some things I'll say by the Holy Spirit and some things I don't know why I say them, say them but it stirs up something in you. And I always, I go like, I should have said that. I, I don't, can't believe I forgot to say that. And somebody will come up and say, you know what? The Spirit of God spoke to me about that, about this, and that's exactly what I forgot to say. Because even if I forget to say something, he's still big enough to teach you. Uh-huh. And he'll stir in you, and he'll, and so we want the Holy Spirit to stir in us, to teach us, and he'll start putting things that you need. Oh, you need to remember this and remember that, and he'll show you things to come. And he'll bring to remembrance. Remember the last time you went this way, you slid off in the ditch. He wants you, he'll help you avoid the potholes of life. Don't go that way. Stay away from that person. You can love them from afar. Hmm? Okay. Where are we at? In John 15, 26. We're just bouncing through it. For when he... Uh, but when the helper comes, there it is, helper again, capital H, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, he will testify of me. Notice he will testify of me. And so, you know what I ask the Holy Spirit? Heal people today. Every time I come to church, heal people today. Minister to people. Men broken hearts today. You see, Jesus sat down and said, the Spirit of God is upon me. For he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has anointed me. He sits on me to preach the gospel. He sits on me to heal the brokenhearted. Guess what? The Holy Spirit's here, here to heal the brokenhearted. 
Give the youth a hand clap for me right quick. Stumbling and bumbling in here like y'all sleepy. <laughs> me and Cody's going on three hours of sleep. I don't know what's wrong with y'all. John 16, 7. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. This is Jesus. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come. But if I depart, I will send him to you. So, so let's camp out here just for a second. In the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit rested upon them, right? How about when Jesus on the cross, he said, Father, it is finished. You know where the Holy Spirit resided? In the Holy of Holies. And people went there and they prayed at the Holy of Holies. They weren't allowed to go in. But when he said that, the veil was ripped. You know, we think a curtain was ripped. This curtain was almost two foot thick. No man could rip the curtain. An angel ripped that curtain. And the Holy Spirit was poured out into the earth. Amen? And so Jesus taught his disciples. He, he, after he was resurrected, he breathed on his, on his disciples and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. Be saved. What must a man do to be saved? To believe in his heart, confess with his mouth that Jesus is the Son of God, that he died on the cross for our sins, that he was born of a virgin and lived a perfect life. That's, you know, to believe, right? When you start talking and believing that, the Holy Spirit comes and gets a hold of that. When you start getting in agreement with Jesus, the Holy Spirit's all over you. See, and so the Holy Spirit came and people got saved. How, and so, so as we look at the Holy Spirit came into the earth, and, and she said, I will send him to him. You know, I could say if I had a podium like this, but I got another one just like it. You see this podium? It's a cool podium. It's, it's light. It's real light. The other one we had was 255 pounds. It was heavy. Well, it's hard for, for you could drag it. One man could drag it, but you'd take two, three people to pick it up. But we got another one just like this. Works and operates the same way. That's what Jesus said. I'm going away, but I'm sending somebody else that's just like me. Matter of fact, he's the one who empowered me to do the things that I did. So he's just like me. He talks like me because I speak the words that the Father tells him to speak to me. And you can speak the same thing, and you can do the same things that I do because I'm sending the helper to help you. Say, I've got the helper. So, so it makes it easier. I'm trying to... I don't know what to pray. Well, you know what? Work up something. It don't matter. Just get something that the Holy Spirit can get a hold of. You know, if I'm going to pray for somebody, the whole, I want to pray something the Holy Spirit can get a hold of. And you think, well, what am I supposed to pray? Lord, help them. Jesus, I ask you to send the Holy Spirit on this person to help them. That's pretty hard to pray, isn't it? Let me practice that. Jesus, say it with me. Jesus. Send the Holy Spirit to help this person. Or how about this? Holy Spirit, just come right now and help this person. You know their thoughts. You know their problems. You know everything they need better than I do. Help them. <laughs> how hard is that? You know, Cody, can you come give me a hand just for a second? You know, I'm just, how hard is that for me to ask Cody to help me? But the Holy Spirit's the same way. Ask him to help you. Jesus said, I'm sending the Holy Spirit. He's just like me. But we don't ever call on him. We do our own thing, and we ask God to bless it. And we wonder when it doesn't work. We go, well, Lord, I prayed. But he said, I didn't tell you to do that. 
We don't ever ask that. Well, I'm, I'm going this way. I don't know about y'all. Lord, help me go this way. But said, wait a minute, Lord, which way do I need to go? Because there's, you know, everybody ever heard those saying there's more than one way to skin a cat? I've skinned a deer hanging from his head. I've skinned him hanging from his feet. I've skinned him laying in the back of the truck because I'm in a hurry. Doesn't matter, but it got skinned, and we got to eat. But asking God, what do you need to do? How do you need to do it? Recognizing him instead of winging it. Now, I'm as guilty as anybody of winging it. Because we're, how I many you know we're, we have habits? Good habits, bad habits. How I many you know gas stations are on the corner for a reason because they're easy for you to form a habit to pull in there and get gasoline? I've seen gas, gas stations across the street and nobody goes to it because they're in a habit to go on this one. This one was built first and this one's more convenient for them to go to. And it's a habit. You need to start creating habits of asking the Holy Spirit to help you. Somebody said they took prayer out of school. No, as long as they have tests, they'll always have prayer in school. Lord, help me. So, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, to get to point three, but let me, uh, let me say this. There was a young man who felt called to the ministry, and, and uh, I heard this story. And uh, he's a Bible teacher now, but he, uh, he, he fell in love with this girl, and, and I could sing a song, but she wasn't the right one. She cheated on him, left him, and, he, and the, 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 the denomination that he was with said, you can't be in the ministry because you're divorced, which is bah, wrong answer. And he goes, well, if I, can't, if I can't do what God's called me to do, I just quit in God and all. And he put, went and joined the Air Force and... and uh, and uh, on his dog tags, he put atheist. And so he's about to, he's going to get shipped out and going to uh, Saudi Arabia or whatever. And, and, he, and he wants to be an expert with a pistol. And the Air Force don't shoot like the Army or the Marines. You only get one shot to be an expert. And so he's out practicing and he's fixing to take the test. And he said, Lord, help me. And when he said, Lord, help me pass this test, he started speaking in tongues because he'd been filled with the Spirit when he was a kid. And God came on him. And he goes, this ain't right. I don't believe in you anymore. I've turned my back on you. But God never left him. And so he gets in an airplane, and he's flying over Saudi Arabia, and he goes over what mountain was it? Mount Sinai. And he goes, somebody said, that's Mount Sinai. And he goes, and, and two, two Bible school students, one from Raymond, one from ORU, starts talking about Mount Sinai. To him, it's in the Bible, that's in this and that and the other. And so they brought him back to a close relation with God, and then he went to Bible school when he got out. If you just ask God to help you, but most of the time we just wing it, don't we? We think, well, you know, nobody accepts me. God always accepts you. You know, somebody said, somebody asked, you know, me, well, if you wasn't pastoring what you'd be doing, I'd go back to doing what I always did. I'd be somewhere ministering because I'm a servant. I'm a servant to God, whether I'm pastoring a church or not. I mean, I go to the jail. I went to retirement homes. I, I, I'm going to do something. I'm going to serve people to get them into the kingdom of God. So let's go to number three. You know, I didn't talk about the fruit. When you get saved, how many know you got the fruit of the Spirit? Love, joy, peace, gentleness, kindness. That's God's characteristics on the inside of you. 
Develop them. So number three, what is the anointing? The power of God to serve or to minister. Huh? It's the power of God. How many of you know you have access to the power of God to help somebody, to be a blessing? Do we need to stand up, wake up? We all right? We're almost through. The anointing, if you look at your notes, is the burden-removing, yoke-breaking power of God. The anointing is what empowers a man or a woman to function supernaturally. Anointing is that which enables you to do supernatural things. Okay, okay, let's just put it back. Let's pull it back just a little bit. Abraham had a son named Isaac. Isaac planted his fields. Isaac had his sheep and his goats. And in a famine, a famine, when everybody said, it's going to be rough this year. Y'all ain't going to get, you're not going to get a raise. You're not going to make it. He increased a hundredfold. How do you do that in a famine? Because the anointing comes on you. You have the same anointing. Matter of fact, it's on the inside of you that will see when you still have to do the work, but God blesses what you put your hand to. It's the anointing. I don't care if you if you planting a garden, if you're working as a nurse, or if you're working as a lawyer, if you're working in Walmart, God will bless you. And I know I'm not the only one. I used to work a cash register, and you see, here they come. Oh, Lord, you take that one. Don't come to my red. Don't come to my register. Don't come to my red. Don't. Okay. How you doing today? But God will give you favor. God will give you favor with people that are rude and crude, but they won't be to you. Or God will give you the inner strength to smile at them, even though they are rude and crude. Because the rude and crude people, they need Jesus. They're not, God loves them just as much as he loves you. And it's the anointing and the power of God on the inside of you will cause you to minister to them. And the same people who chew you out one day, they'll call and ask you to pray for them. And you're like, okay, I'm calling fire down on them, Lord. No. You'll be so broken and like, oh my goodness, God's doing something. And you were a part of it. You see, it's, it's a seed that you plant by the power of God. Isaiah 20.10 talks about the anointing. I'm sorry, 10.27. Well, I'll read that quick back, backwards. And it shall come to pass in that day that his burden will be taken away from your shoulder and his yoke from your neck. And the yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing oil. Or because of the anointing. The true translation, somebody said in the Hebrew, is it's, it's like an ox that had a yoke and he's pulling a plow. But the ox got so fat with the anointing that it broke the yoke. So fat with the presence of God. So fat with the power of God. I'm giving you permission to be fat, okay? So let's eat something. Let's eat, this, let's eat, let's eat from the Spirit of God. And break the yoke of bondage off of you. Wrong thinking. How many of you know your thinking can hold you in bondage? In your solar command, I'm not any good. You know how many people, I'm, we're not any good, you know, we're the McClary's. It's just the way we are. We can never get ahead. We're always a day late and a dollar short. And we're always, quit that. You're a child of God. You're not. See, I, told, I taught you a little bit about the blood covenant. We're, I got blood in my veins. It's old negative. But I got the blood of Jesus in me. 
It's the power and the life. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead. That's power. Lives on the inside of me. Start asking God for this power, for this anointing. We may have to finish this a little bit later, but Joel 2, 28, 29. I'm just going to roll through these because I want you to listen to these things. And this should come to pass. Afterwards, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. All flesh. Women. Men. Children. Youth. Old people. Nobody's disqualified. The Bible said a child can lead you. Can you submit to what the child said? Shut up. We were riding around looking for a house to rent. And Brittany's in the back about four years old and said, we're going to get a blue house. I'm like, who wants a blue house? Sit down and be quiet. We got a blue house. You know? Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. Visions and dreams. Have you asked God for a God dream? Well, everything I dream is about Frankenstein. Well, quit watching Frankenstein on TV. And ask God for, for a God dream. Ask God for a God vision. I've been driving down the road, and just in a moment, I saw, saw myself standing right here, calling somebody out and saying, God wants to heal you. I don't know what it is, but he said, stand up. You'll be healed right now. And I did that, and they did. They got healed. But why not can God just in a minute show you that you need to call Uncle Fred. See what's, you know, something's going on. Miss Libby was driving down the road in Marion and looked up at the hospital and the Spirit of God said, your aunt, what is it, your aunt? Your aunt's in that hospital. She turned around, drove up there and said, I don't, you know, I'm here. Is, is, is Miss so-and-so here? Yes, she is. She's in room through whatever. The Spirit of God spoke to her. It, that's the, supposed to be the normal. And, you know, we see so much wild stuff and, you know, uh, that, that ain't, that's TV. Or people were taught the wrong thing. It should just be a natural thing to hear God's voice. To follow the Spirit of God. Acts 1.8 says, You shall receive power after the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Power. Power to live for Jesus. Power to minister to other people. Power to smile when you ain't got nothing to smile about. Because you know you're a winner. You know you have the victory. You ever talk to Miss Shirley and all her griping and complaining? She got a lot to gripe and complain about, but she ain't never going to gripe and complain. Huh? No. Because she knows there's power in her words, and her words will stop the Holy Spirit from working. Because when things aren't going the way she wants them to go, she's believing God and putting God out there. What are you doing? Boy, it looks bad. It's rough. In the beginning darkness upon the face of the, God could have said whoo sure is dark out there still be dark today we'd be mole people living in the dark God looked and saw the problem and said let there be light and the power of the Holy Spirit functioned and brought light to the earth what are you saying are you in agreement with the word are you speaking life to a death situation if you if you got a sickness in you God wants you to speak life to yourself the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you. Sickness ain't supposed to live here. And we all face sickness all the time. There's so, there's so much of this. It's so full. But it is nothing to be afraid of. 
How about 1 Corinthians 14? We're not turning there. The whole chapter is about speaking in tongues. Man, it's got a bad rap because people didn't, they didn't read that with discernment and didn't understand why to do it, how to do it. Matter of fact, there's a gift of tongues in 1 Corinthians 12. There's a gift of faith, a gift of uh, prophecy. There's a gift of knowledge. There's a gift of discerning of spirits, gift of miracles, and the gift of prophecy, the gift of speaking in tongues. It's a gift that operates in the church, and we have it from time to time. But my personal prayer language, Paul said, I pray more than any of y'all. But in church, I'm going to speak the language that people can understand so I can teach them. So if I got up here and prayed in the Spirit, you're going to be saying, he has lost his mind. And I've been in churches like that. These people have lost their mind. What are they doing? They're edifying themselves. That's what tongues is for. And you need to. You need to search that out and pray about that and seek out and get into the Word. Find out what the Bible says about it because it gets a bad rap. That's strange. Well, that's passed away with. No, no, no. That's not passed away. It's still viable and relevant today. You need to go after it. And the Bible says it charges you up so you will have something to say when you face somebody. If you don't know Jesus, today's the day of salvation. So just close your eyes just for a second and then we're going to move forward. I've got a lot to do here in just a little bit. But hey, if you don't know Jesus or you want to accept him or come back to him, will you lift your hand and say, pray for me, Pastor Brett. I want to accept Jesus. I want to come back to him. I got saved, but I'm asking for help today. Anybody raise your hand? I see a hand here and there. Any other hands? I see a hand. I see a hand. I see a hand. Anybody else? All right, so put your hands down and look at me. Everybody hold your hands out like this. And let's pray this together. Say, Father, thank you for Jesus. He died on the cross for my sins. And he released his grace and mercy on me. Today I submit to you. I give you my heart, fresh and new. I give you my life. So Holy Spirit, come work within me. Come guide me. Come lead me. Come stir in me. Let me hear your voice. Heal my broken heart. Mend my mind. Give me peace of mind. Give me joy and strength. Thank you, Father, for your peace. Holy Spirit, rest on me. Begin to teach me your voice. I want to know your voice like never before. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening today. You can keep up with fresh content, find out more about our upcoming events, and give to support Legacy Church all online at LegacyFamily.tv. From all of us here at Legacy Church, have a blessed week.